What's up, everyone? This is Robert Ross with the Nomad Business and Lifestyle Podcast. Do you daydream about quitting your job, walking away from your 9-to-5 corporate lifestyle, but curious how other people afford their lives traveling and living in a far-off location? Ten years ago, I quit my financial services job, sold everything I owned, and moved to a small surf town in coastal Ecuador with nothing but my dog, six surfboards, and a suitcase. Since then, i built a large hotel and real estate business in Montanita, Ecuador, called the Mi Hotel and Villas, Montanita Estates. But most importantly, I created the environment where I can focus my energy in every minute of the day doing exactly what I want to do, whether it's spending time with my family, surfing, kite surfing, and growing the Mi Hotel. Along the way, I've spent countless hours meeting and talking to others who have traded in their corporate lifestyles to take control of their future, enjoying the life of the nomadic traveler and business abroad. On this podcast, I'm going to share my experiences and those of others that are following their passions of living in exotic locations, while most importantly, continuing to earn and create business opportunities. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Nomad Business and Lifestyle Podcast. Today's podcast is an excerpt from a recent interview I did with Garrett Parker, president of Ecuador Coastal Properties. Garrett is an entrepreneur, developer, and real estate agent here in Ecuador. In this excerpt, we cover a number of different topics, including pricing in the condo and housing market in Ecuador, how much it costs to build a home, as well as differences in the U.S. and Ecuadorian buying experience. We also jump into some really great horror stories. I hope you enjoyed the excerpt, and if you want to hear the full interview, you can find it wherever you downloaded the Nomad and Business Lifestyle Podcast. Yeah, so so I know just from knowing you for, for a lot of years that you're this great entrepreneur. You've got your, your hands in a whole bunch of other uh, different things. But uh, can you talk about kind of what it's like to do business? Uh, down here, how you how you got into into doing business in in Monta? I know it, it started with your father, but you've really grown your business, and you're in a lot of different things. Sure, yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, for a lot of people out there, um, this is very important. Um, I hope it, that you're listening. Um, so, real estate down here in in Ecuador is totally different than real estate in the USA. Um, there are no really governing laws, so to say. I mean, there are, but they don't really regulate it so much. So as far as like an, an MLS listing or something like that, a lot of, you know, um, um, a lot of those don't exist down here. So you really have to be careful on so many different ways. For instance, right now, um, due to the crisis, we're having right now about 30 to 35 emails a day, a lot of them from California and New York. And a lot of them are saying, hey, we're in, I'm just going to take New York. We're in New York. We're stacked on top of each other, you know, know, and we want to get out of here. And we're looking at Ecuador and it looks green down there and you have everything. How do we do it? And how, you know, how do we buy this? So it's a whole, you know, there's no escrow down here, which is, you know, daunting on everybody for us even, right? I mean, at one point I remember that um, we were helping facilitate facilitate a lot of deals but here in ecuador for real estate to buy something everything goes through lawyers and notaries lawyers and notaries are very very you can't close a deal without them 
Um, and a lot of the times, the the lawyers act as an escrow for um, a lot of the buyers out there. So it's very different in the USA as far as how they govern um, real estate and how they really keep track of it. Um, there's a lot of people who who claim a lot of things are selling, selling. There's no system in place to go online and say, oh, yeah, he did sell that. There's nothing in place right now in Ecuador like that. And I wish they did have that. You know, I wish they did make people take the test and those kind of things. Yeah. Well, it's funny because uh, it's evolved a lot. So, I mean, what what you just said is actually uh, way better than it used to be. I remember when I got here in, in 2011, and uh, and I'm in Montanito, which is about two hours south of Manta, and we're much smaller, so we're mm-hmm. all just about a thousand people. It's a little, it's a little uh, vacation surf town. It's coconuts and hammocks versus Manta's uh, okay. a, a working city, and it's beautiful. But uh, we found properties with a machete and a and an ATV. And you would basically, <laughs> yeah, you'd be calling. Uh, You'd be calling phone numbers spray painted on the side of a of a block building, and they may it may be a, it may be two weeks old, it may be two years old. You just didn't know. So uh, hey, nowadays, you, it's actually come come it's changed a lot, and I know it's much yeah. more civilized, and yeah, especially where you are in Monta, that somebody can actually reach out to you and yeah. get a good idea of, of what the market's like because there wasn't there wasn't any visibility to what sold like you talked about. Um, and, uh, yeah, so maybe talk about the evolution of Manta and, 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 and how it's easier now than it used to be. Oh yeah. It's come a long way. That's for sure. The evolution, you know, like I said, when I got here, it was so raw. And when I'm, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, the beachfront where all these high rises are now, those weren't there. So you had all these properties along the beach. Some of them were worth a million dollars, half a million, two million, and what we had, what we dealt with a lot was a lot of families inherited these properties from <laughs> their families, you know, that had passed on and they're sitting on a million dollar piece of property um, and they would get in touch with us and say, hey, um, we have this beautiful uh, piece of property. This is what we want to do. They give me, a, you know, a, a, a business plan in front of me and, and you know, a 10 story high rise. And I'd say amazing okay, how much money do you guys have to put in this? And a lot of the answers were, we don't have anything. All we have is the property. <laughs> so we were like, okay, well, so we analyze that. You know, we really have to analyze how good is this property. And if we build this, the sales, the projections, and we really do our market research on that. And that's when we started bringing in investors to kickstart a lot of these, these massive projects. So we wow. would bring in these investors, it would kickstart it, it'd start building which is a whole nother discussion. And then um, along the way, we're doing pre-sales and that's where the real estate and the marketing and the sales of units come into play. So we put the whole deal together. Let's say it's, a, it's, a, it's gonna be a $5 million build out for a 10 story, 30 unit, let's just say. Um, you know, we get the initial, you know, we go, we, you know, we don't get it all in one lump sum. We, we build, you know, we pay as we build and we're starting to sell, but the biggest, um, for us, what's most important is any project that we're involved in or any project that we, um, basically make come alive and, and bring to fruition. We, we make sure that it's funded, that it's totally mm-hmm. funded because it's very important. A lot of people, you know, they read on the internet, you know, you don't need a real estate agent in Ecuador. And the truth is you're absolutely right. You do not need an agent in Ecuador. 
you can come down here and do it yourself. There's another side of it too down here, which is um, generally people from the U.S. come down and they're just looking for the view. If they see the ocean, they're happy and they make a bunch of assumptions about what's included with that view. Um, Things like road access, electricity, water are not necessarily included or even a good title. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are actually included in, in a property here. Good so, point. And, point. I, and I know from experience that I, I bought a property with a river on it. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, uh, six months later, when I went back, you know, and, and the river came through, uh, the water ro- rose up. I didn't know how to get a bridge across it and who would I, who would I have to talk to or even oh. whether or not I could cross the river. Um, another property, I had a road going to it and it turned out I didn't, I didn't have access on that road. Right. So there's lots of things. That I think, I think I got a great story about when I bought my first house and, uh, it had water, but I didn't realize the tank was so small that it basically had water for one day. Oh <laughs> and, my goodness. Like a cistern you're talking. Yeah, I mean, it, it just didn't even have a water system, even though you know, I didn't think to ask, you know, what's the water sure. system like? So I think generally when you're buying in a place like Ecuador, you really have to look at, you know, just getting information, talking to people who are knowledgeable, people who have been here for 12 years and whether or not you're even a real estate, whether or not you're, it's a real estate agent or not getting good information about yeah. the laws. Um, and don't make any assumptions about what's included and what's not included. No, absolutely. You really brought up a really good point. Um, you know, as I said, everything here goes through lawyers and notaries. And the first step we do, if somebody says, uh, you know, I'm offering on this land, this is the offer, is we get the lawyer to go check out the deed and make sure the deed is free and clear. Um, Mm -hmm. We've had situations where people come down and they say, oh, I don't want to hire a lawyer. It's going to be an extra cost. Now, the cost of a lawyer here is not like the cost of a lawyer in the USA. It's it's cheaper. Um, But it's so important to make sure you have a lawyer that goes and checks that out. Uh, because I had a deal a year ago that these people said, I don't want to go through a lawyer. I'm good to go straight to the deed. So I, you know, I, I, I'm at their, you know, whatever they want to do. I pretty much, I'm going along with it, but I'm advising them. Let's get the lawyer to check it out. It's worth it. Trust me, just pay the money. It's, it's so worth it. Well, come to find out this gentleman, um, he had a lien, he had a mortgage, $60,000. So he was going to receive the cash, pay the 60000 I mean, it was so – he was going to pay the 60000 and then take the rest and then transfer the deed that he says so. You never know, and that's the problem. So yeah. having a lawyer to make sure that they just really research the deed and that it's free and clear is so important. Um, and also, like you said, get good information. And I do suggest that people definitely you know, find an agent. You know, find someone who who's had this that much time down here, and you know, time isn't everything. You know, I've, I keep saying it. I've been here twelve years, so my twelve years here, I, I've gotten into so many things and met so many people, and I, I just keep evolving and meeting people all over Ecuador. I, I bet a lot of people who are listening don't realize how much demand there is for for properties down here that you're getting. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, and right now, especially, you know, same thing happened after the earthquake. Don't mean to 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 cut out of that conversation, but same thing with the earthquake happened. Uh, it was it was crazy, but a lot of people out there, that's op- opportunists out there, they saw opportunities. I didn't really get it at that point in time when that earthquake happened. <laughs> I was like, wow, business is over. The next day, we made twenty sales. 
not that day, but over a month, it was 20 sales. And because on the other, we had people calling us saying, what can we get cheap? And on the other side, we're having people calling us saying, hey, I need money. Uh, this happened, that happened, I'm dumping, I'm fire selling it. So it was this big rush and a lot of people got in with really good, yeah, good prices. Let's actually, um, let's talk about that in a little bit more detail because I'm sure a lot of people are interested. Yeah. Um, what's a typical property sell for here? How much? How much is how much does a condo cost generally? How much does land cost? Mm-hmm. What's the situation with banks? Um, how how does that all work and how much how much do things cost? Really good question. And and uh it's it's gonna be some spread out answers, but because you know every different place varies for cost, right? So like right now in Monta and like the main area where it's really booming, um, right there next to the Wyndham, uh, you're looking at anywhere between 1,200 per meter up to 2,000 per meter right now. And just to give you an idea, when I arrived, it started at let, let, $600 Garrett, let's, let's change that to like, okay, how much is like a one-bedroom condo cost, two-bedroom condo? Because I know a lot of people aren't going to do the math for, for, for meters. Especially right. people in the US. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I was, I was going to get to that. So like, like right now in this situation and in, in what we're going through, you're seeing a lot of fire sales. So you're going to see, but typically um, you're looking at a two bedroom condo. You're looking about the 150s, 160s, even up to the 220s, depending uh, on the building, how new it is. There's some older buildings. Um, you know, not every building Every project we've done, we've we've done better, and we've we've learned, so that's, learned, learned. Fifty thousand to two hundred twenty thousand for a two bedroom condo. Beach for on the beach, yes. Beach. Now, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get off the beach. I mean, there's you know some some cheaper, some eighty thousand, ninety thousand. I know some fifty thousands, but but everybody, you know, if you're moving out of the USA down to Ecuador, you want to you're moving down here to be on the beach. A lot of a lot of. <laughs> You know, most a lot of the people, especially in Monta, they're coming down to be on the beach. So you're looking around those prices right now, about one one fifty. Like I said, I, some I have that are so nice, and and they're selling them furnished. Um, you know, everybody. I always tell clients if you're gonna if you're gonna resell this, don't put in a bunch of money. You know, make it minimal. And if you're gonna use it as a rental, but some clients kind of do their own thing and they put a lot of lot of money into it, and they want to get that money back. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. It's kind of 50-50, but I really advise my clients when we sit down to begin with, what's your plan? What is your plan? Is your plan to come here and retire and live here and be here? Is your plan to come here, buy something and rent it out and retire in five years, but you're buying now at a cheap price, which we get a lot? Or Or are you coming down here strictly as an investor to find something to buy and rent out? And with all three of those different phases, we, we handle all, all of our clients. Um, with, you know, we, really treat them, we really treat them with a lot of respect and a lot of knowledge. And that's where our knowledge comes in. Like right now, if you say, hey, Garrett, I'm looking to get a condo, a two-bedroom that I can rent out. Right now, it comes to mind five different places that I know are way under market value to where one day if you want to sell it, you're going to make money on it. And if you want to rent it out, you're going to make at least seven to eight percent a year on the rental. Yeah. So, Garrett, what would a what would a if I wanted to buy a lot on a beautiful beach, what would what would that cost? So let's talk. You know, we're talking about Monta. I'm going to keep it with Monta. Um, in Monta, the city, 
There is no property on the beach. All that property in Manta, let me rephrase that. There's no property for sale for a house on the beach in Manta. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not talking to developers. Let's talk about, let's say somebody wanted to go out to like Santa Maranita and buy a lot and build a house. What would that look like? How much would that cost? So you're looking at right now anywhere from $50,000 up to a million dollars. And I'll break that down for you. $50,000 is going to be right right there in front of Santa Maranita next to Davos Place, Ocean Freaks up there. Those will go for about fifty dollars to $60,000. They're about 200 square meters. The, the wow. Gotcha. Okay. 50000 But if you go down a little farther, it's a little more private. There's some really big ones. Um, we just got one thrown at us the other day. It's like 7,000 square meters. They wanted to sell it for a million dollars a year ago. Now they're dropping it to two hundred thousand. So it really okay. varies, but you that can really get in the fifty. Yes, that, on the is beach. that on the beach or is it near the beach? On the beach. Wow, that's a great it, deal. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing deal right now, and 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 that's why a lot of people are calling, and and this is giving everybody the the time to think about their what do they want to do. You know, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of Surfers out there, just to give you an idea of what Santa Marinita is, there's three amazing point breaks right there. And it's actually right where I go to kite surf. So you've got amazing surf in the morning. And if you like to kite surf, you're kite surfing all afternoon. It's it's really a paradise. And it's about 20 minutes outside of Manta. Yeah. And, and for me, like just for everybody listening, for me, it was so amazing um, because for years I kept telling uh, Robert, hey, come up to Manta, 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 Manta. And, <laughs> and where you live, it's unreal. Like, I'd love to get into that because it's it, at some point. But, like, it's Montanita is, for me, is like, it's magic. I mean, it has the, the some of the stigma, you know, the party place. But I tell people, I mean, it can be that. But it's also a very healing, natural, amazing place. I really like to take my vacations down in your area to get out of the city, um, to be honest. Uh, Montanita, I love Montanita. Um, yeah. Sorry, I, I forgot your question. What was it? Well, why don't we um, – yeah, no. Oh, I, I guess the last uh, – the third phase of that would be building. What's it cost to build a house here if I wanted to build a house on that? So I just bought my piece of land for fifty grand um, or 200000 depending on how much I wanted. Uh, beachfront. I want to build a beautiful house, 3,000 square foot house. Uh, what would that cost? All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I've been saying square meters. I'm going to go ahead and say square feet for anybody out there. I'll kind of do both. <laughs> so for right now, if we build you a home, we can do it at 55, we can do it at $55 a square foot. That's really good. And that includes everything besides the pool. The pool is going to be about $10,000. Uh, so you're talking about a, a, a if you want a three thousand square foot house with your with your land and a pool for about two hundred thirty thousand beachfront, that's really cool. Yeah, it's so. it's ridiculously cheap um, to build, you know. But a lot of people come down, and some of them, oh, I don't want to deal with the building. I don't want to have to go through that. And and that's what we're here for to take on that headache for you. Make sure that they're doing the the the, the right building and making sure that they're going to get what they what they paid for. Um, but I, I tell a lot, a lot of people right now, it is a really good time to build a home. Um, properties are, you know, in my opinion, you, a lot of things are going to be happening. We're selling condos right now. The notaries open back up. 
So there's a lot of fire sales and people are getting in for rentals and different things. But we're also starting to see a lot of people wanting to come down and live in more green areas, you know. And yeah. and so you're looking at, you know, Manta, Santa Marinita, which is more, you know, getting more green. And then even San Lorenzo, and even down towards you guys. Um, it's, I think that's really going to start blowing up and, and expanding because people now are looking at, you know, I don't want to live, I don't want a neighbor, I want to have space, I want to be green, I want this. I think that's really, really going to um, boom here. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. This was a really interesting interview because we got to get into some real detail about what things cost here in Ecuador. Garrett gave pricing up in Montan. Pricing can range throughout the country, but it gives a real-life example of pricing and actual anecdotes from someone doing business here in Ecuador. I hope you enjoyed the interview, and if you'd like to get more information about properties or Ecuador, you can reach me at robert at montanitaestates.com or message me through the Instagram and Facebook pages of the Nomad Business Lifestyle Podcast.